Oh my god. Slazed and confused. Please no, please no one make that movie. <laughs> no, let's let's be done. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Ho, ho, ho. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Set around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Howdy. And Casey. Watch my cookies. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? This month, we want to celebrate all those holidays that don't make anyone uncomfortable. So we're keeping it nondescript <laughs> with work save holidays. It could be an Xmas movie or a Turkey Day movie or I don't know. Let's think of fun, cutesy names without actually calling the holidays the holidays. Last week, we finished up Femme Fatale Month with Catwoman. <laughs> Which was a movie. An adventure. Uh, By the loosest definitions. <laughs> um, double Stone. Uh, double Sharon Stone in a we month. Did. Loved we it. Did. Uh, Dave, this week you kicked off Work Safe Holidays with something that made me feel not festive inside. What did you bring? <laughs> I brought a movie that I'd been hoping to watch for a while now. Came out Such on a piece f- of shit. <laughs> Starring one actor that I don't really care for anymore and one that I really, really do. Mel Gibson and Walton Goggins. He's not going to tell you which one's which. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the answer may surprise you. Go back and listen to Boss Level. Walton knows what he did, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it was my quiche recipe. From 2020 with Mel Gibson as a burnout Santa Claus fat man. And not the fun kind of burnout. He's not like a, a Matthew McConaughey burnout Santa Claus. <laughs> He's your weird racist uncle Santa Claus. Okay, Dave. We're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on Fat Man in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You probably should have worried when the factory job you took decided that it was more efficient to give you a number rather than to refer you by name. So now a hitman that's obsessed with and hired to kill your boss has invaded the factory and well i mean dude you you know what happens let me show you where his office is bestie (laughs) so in the 10 seconds you have left before you become the unwitting victim of a lone wolf sell us on this movie mel gibson plays a burnout boomer santa who fights off hitmen while building jets for the military four seconds and i feel like you made fat man sound much more exciting than it is yeah yeah you did a whole lot no Case, I really appreciate this. You happen to have actually swung by to drop off my lunch for me today. Uh, and unfortunately, yeah, there's a, this, this is the day that a lone wolf is busting in. Um, so before he's actually even gotten into the building, you're in the parking lot right now. And you just locked eyes with him. Um, he's about to execute you because <laughs> he thinks you saw his gun. Um, you think it's because he saw you eating my lunch? He knows I'm high. (laughs) He knows it. (laughs) Errors in communication aside. It's a cop. (laughs) He thinks I'm identifying myself as a cop. I think he's a cop. Right. (laughs) Errors in communication aside, you've got about 10 seconds 
before you actually go down as the first victim in this uh, spree. In that time, sell us on this movie. The Patriot tries to quiet quit being Santa until a spurned half-shaved otter hunts him down and makes him discipline him. Seven seconds. Yeah, there was some horny energy in this. I... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Your lone gunman had a hard-on for Mel Gibson. So I didn't like it. You know, I loved it. It was the only part of the movie that kept me engaged. I suppose we'll let everybody else decide what kind of romance is in Fat Man when we go over the movie that shitty cinema watched. I think the Fat Man should be called Zack Snyder's Santa Claus with a Z at the end. Because this film is needlessly gritty and filled with insane politics. And I assume that it was written in crayon. Oh, I was picturing more of a Spike Jones joint when you described it like that. I was like, I'm, I mean, throw some Spike Jones in there. It couldn't make it worse. Uh, fair, fair. In this world, Santa is a capitalist overlord working with the U.S. government. Checks out. And Santa loves very American things. He loves shooting guns, driving his big red truck, and complaining about change. Having a bunch of vehicles in his yard that don't look like they run. (laughs) (laughs) What? Where did he live? Canada? Alaska. Yeah. You know what Santa doesn't love, though? Children who look like Ben Shapiro that go mob boss when they get runner-up in an elementary school science fair. Right, you know who fuck? else doesn't love them? Their parents, which is how you get a Ben <laughs> Shapiro, I assume. See, little Billy Bitch isn't just a rich kid with absentee parents. He also has an infirm grandmother that he steals money from. And he's so butthurt that Santa left him coal, he responds in the only reasonable way. Hire a hitman to kill Santa. But not just any hitman. One that's obsessed with toys from Santa's workshop. And, and he also loves his hamster, which is... A point the movie spends a whole lot of time convincing of stuff. He's not a monster. Yeah, okay. He's also really good with guns, despite moving through a shooting course in the same way that I move after waking up on the ground because I drank too much whiskey the night before. (laughs) I mean, I could have bought it, but you didn't need to show it. (laughs) I know, right? That scene worked against you. Right. Hitman gathers his guns and hamster, oh yeah, his hamster, and goes to hunt the fat man. Meanwhile, Santa's having a funding crisis because people just don't care about being good anymore, and apparently the government won't pay him for delivering coal. <laughs> change your fucking definition. So Santa has to save the farm, literally save the farm. And he to do that, he takes on a government contract to produce chips for the military. He claims that it's a one-time deal, but come on, the government said... Wait till you get that paper. And I feel like peak capitalist Santa can't turn that bread down. Like, shut the fuck up. Fat Man kind of doesn't get the chance since the hitman tracks him down and arrives on the farm. First, he enters the factory and starts a shootout with the military. Then he blows the factory up, which pisses Santa off to try and quicken the dead him, but now in the snow instead of, like, desert. The shootout isn't the worst Mel Gibson shootout that I've ever seen. Yeah, there's so many to pick from, though. Yeah, it's not, not a compliment. So uh, the hitman gets the upper hand. He stabs Santa in the back and then ends up shooting Santa in the goddamn face, like right in the eye. I told you to be careful with that sniper rifle. You'll shoot Santa's <laughs> eye out. And you didn't listen. Yeah, I guess we're supposed to worry that Santa's dead, but I'm mostly just giddy about the fact that it's Mrs. Claus that gets to deliver the fucker out and find out. Hell yeah. <laughs> she shoots the hitman Hell dead in the yeah. kitchen. Right in the fucking kitchen. 
straight up says, I'm sorry, and then shoots him with a goddamn blunderbuss. It's <laughs> some cold shit. Love it. Santa decides that he needs to take a more active role in conditioning the youth. So he pops in to threaten Billy by forcing Billy to stare at the hole in his face while letting him know that some shit will happen if Billy fucks around again. And he goes fucking gangster on it. Your grandma better live to be 120 or I'm going to come up through your floorboards and fucking rip your toes off. I'm going to cut. He tells him he's going to get him while he's fucking sleeping in bed. He says he comes <laughs> while he's sleeping. So, like, you, t- you take that however you want to. Fair. No, I'm not being gross. Fair. They're fucking lying. I didn't write the movie. I could do better. Okay, phrasing number one. Number two, <laughs> I think the scarier part of that was Mel Gibson making a baby Ben Shapiro watch him chug a glass of warm fentanyl milk. <laughs> because that that's not a pretty way to die, kids. And you are leaving that young man with a lot of questions. You're leaving, hopefully, Mrs. Claus is driving home. Um, I know he has like Wolverine healing powers, but like I feel like if you did that no, much you fentanyl, don't, but okay, you, uh, let's let's pretend you would be high for a minute. You'd be real high for a minute. So, yeah, you'd be real high for probably not the fun high. So let's let's start there for lack of anything else. <laughs> let's start at the best part of the movie. Why? Yeah, because the. Batman is very unclear as to what powers Santa Claus has in this universe. He he can be wounded, clearly. Yeah. He's in yep. danger of, like, bullets and shit. And he has scars. Yeah, he we has get scars to see from his, previous injuries. We get to see his body a lot. Don't yeah. jump to that. Well, yeah. But also, <laughs> as Casey said, he has the ability to chug a warm glass of milk that has, like, a horse killer's worth of fentanyl in it like it's the little ben shapiro was getting ready to murder his grandma so it's at least a grandma killing amount but he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing so it's a lot yeah i think he just like ground up the whole bottle of pills and put it in the milk so she could have her nightly chunky milk um (laughs) yeah no just so, so is is Santa at the end of the film? We see Santa wearing some like like full leather eye patch. Is this just temporary? Is he going to regenerate that eventually, like Wolverine? Yeah, Dave. There's a section after that part where the um, elves are rebuilding the factory, and it's further along, and he has a smaller eye patch. There's less damage around his eye, and his limp is gone. So he's going to heal back up. He's immortal. You don't think other men have tried to come for him? <laughs> right. I... So the way that, listen, the way that Mrs. Claus reacts to him getting killed suggests that this isn't the first time that he's been killed either. Because she's uh, distressed in the sense that, that someone's injured is distressed. But she doesn't ever at any point seem concerned that he's actually like, dead. what? Right, he's dead. Right, so yeah. presumably this isn't the first time. We know that the, the Santa Claus is ancient. We have no idea how old he is, but we know that he's very old. He's been doing this for a very long time, and other people have come for him. He also talks about mm. taking shots from kids while he's out delivering presents. So presumably 
He's been shot. Maybe he's even been accidentally killed out in the field. Kids have never given me shots. (laughs) (laughs) I've apparently put a lot of thought into the logic of this film, and I fear that I may have developed more of the mythos than uh, anyone writing Fat Man has. Because, like, it's got me wondering now that whole line. uh, At one point, uh, one of the elves tells us that uh, the elves are able to live longer because they just eat pure sugar and sleep 15 (laughs) minutes every eight hours. 20 minutes every eight hours, Dave. Give them credit. But Santa lives longer because it's the giving that keeps him young. And I'm now wondering, is this some sort of like parasitic prisoner's dilemma that like (laughs) as the ratio of people who don't meet his arbitrary coal cutoff climbs higher and higher and higher? He's just aging and slowing down more like, well, like Logan in Logan. Yes, absolutely. That's the vibe I got. Right. That was my assumption, too. Okay. Fuck, I like that more. Right. So think about think about uh, in like D and D, the gods that only exist because people believe in them. It's the same thing, but it's giving. So like in the 1300s, when they thought like women were to blame for everything, like was he like super young and hot then? Because everybody was scared of everything and trying to be on their best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, presumably. Maybe. I yeah. want to see that Santa. You want young Mel Gibson? Ooh. Yeah, you want just the young, visual. Limitless Mel Gibson. <laughs> just the visual in still form. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's fair. Or maybe it's just always been this, and it was just a real bitch for him when people invented rifles. Like before <laughs> that, he was just flying around over everybody, like, ha ha. Sucks to be you. Try and hit it—a flying sleigh with an arrow, my right. friend. Yeah, you're not. He hit one of them shot. deer, though. I don't Maybe. know. Once in a while, it's why he's got so many, probably. <laughs> yeah, he could afford to dump one. He said that one of his deer will bite your dick right off. Yeah, he did say that, Blitzen. The time frame of us going from no planes to planes is shockingly short. What was right. that year like for him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I there's a whole lot of questions that I have about how. Santa delivers. And- okay, yeah, yeah, enough. I that's enough because one of the other questions that occurred to me now uh, about our what should have been our main character Walton Goggins, character the Hitman. So he's Goggins. got a he's got a, a little toy car that Santa left him, right? Yes. Um, and he at one point throws that at Santa and says, "This is the only thing you ever left me." Is that inclusive of Colt? No, he said that's the only thing you ever gave me. Oh, right. Okay. So does that include Cole? Is, or does, I don't know. Did he, because like what, it, in a world where Santa is definitively a real thing, what is it to be the child that doesn't even get Cole? Because I kind of get. I guess that, like bad kids get Cole, good kids get gifts, mediocre kids get nothing. I don't know. Stand out from the crowd. Push back, you pansy. That's actually really interesting because he does say that this is the only thing that you ever gave me. And he, and he also mentions, he says, I thought you forgot me, forgot about me. Right. So, so like, I think you're right, Dave. Holy shit. I didn't get with, that with reading. the vaguely sad and sympathetic thing they're trying to give him. Yeah. I think the truly shitty children are not like the ones that they're, it's not the mediocre ones. It's the ones that Santa's not even getting to. And in this movie's universe, it's because the U.S. government didn't subsidize Santa enough to get to them. (laughs) To even give them a lump of coal. 
his parents got divorced and maybe he moved abroad with one of his parents. And he's like, sorry, Santa doesn't go outside of the U.S. <laughs> oh. Hey. Okay, did you get the significance of the present that Santa gave the hitman? The cop card? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, like, you're going to end up in one of these if you don't straighten out, motherfucker. No, 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 no. So earlier, um, when Santa's depressed and, and hitting the heavy bag, as San- Santa's want to do, throw, you know, go out, yeah. stretches, fucking throw some hooks, throw some jabs. Anyway, uh, Mrs. Claus gets him out of his funk by bringing him photos and what they are is gifts that he gave kids when they were young and then their career as an adult right because because the most successful thing you could do is is oh, yeah, consume yeah, yeah. into a job Give that a you kid can consume a job. in the system right right right, right. um so uh there's a girl that he gave a fire truck to that becomes a, a fire person and um, there's a guy that he gives like a, starts a cooking fires set to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Fire, a firefighter. firefighter. That's what the fuck they're called. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. Um, I'm an idiot. So, uh, <laughs> and then there's the guy that he gives a bakery set to that becomes a chef. So the implication, right, is supposed to be that he was, like, going to be a cop, right? Like because he's good at guns. Hat. Like, so <laughs> cop military, something like that, right? So the idea was, like, hey, you know, if you're on the right path, and that's why Santa's so disappointed, because he's supposed to be a fucking fed. <laughs> you can get away with killing people if you've got a right. badge, you <laughs> dumbass. Right, 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 right. Um, okay, so Santa gave him one toy car that I guess he was supposed to be a kid, and then otherwise just ignored him all these years? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Listen, this whole movie boiled down to one thing. Santa was in a bad mood until he got laid. And then he was in a good mood. <laughs> and then he killed That's Walter true. Goggins and then came back and the movie was over. That's a really fair description of the it film. Was I wish you would have used that as your old guy <laughs> complaining about everything until he gets laid. That's true. It yeah. Actually, yeah, because he it is immediately like he's basking in the afterglow and post not clarity. Uh, oh, that scene was so gross. It was so gross. He just gets up from that moment, gets his guns, and then goes and shoots Walton Goggins, and that's that's pretty much it. Movie's over with. Yeah. I mean, he does get murked, and and Mrs. Ugh. Claus ends up murking Walter Goggins in the end. But yeah, that's close enough. Yeah, I bet Mel Gibson definitely finishes before his partner every time she's used to it. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll finish the job. I I feel like there's a couple of mistakes that were made here. And the first one is if you're making a movie that is Santa Claus in it, please you don't need to explain the economics of how it there's suspension of disbelief is so far already. We got it, elves. Man, you, yeah. they, they they just make shit. I don't need to know how they make shit. They this just do. movie was so all over the place with its tone because, like, it was like one part elf. Where we're like, we're elves and we're we're pretty fucking jolly. And we have little bells on our shoes and all we yeah, eat is sugar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was one part small soldiers when they're like making the elves cut the bells off their shoes and like we don't need oh, no Christmas spirit. Oh, man. Shout absolute shout Ugh. out to the general who cut off the shoe bells because they set yes. off the metal detector. You are my goddamn savior. Uh, yes, that was 
I was going to die if those things continued. But yeah, I it, it felt like uh, they, they went, oh, okay, we're doing a dark and gritty realistic Santa. So we have to like explain more about how this can all work out. And like, no, no you don't because you're still doing Santa. Nope. Right. So we don't need that. You remember Tim Allen's The Santa Claus? They just had a business card. And then everyone right. stopped he, asking questions. He, he read the plot of the film off a business card, and then the movie right. proceeded from there. The economic consequences of Santa existing in late-stage capitalism is just a... It's a weird dystopia to lay into to spread holiday joy. Like, your holiday joy is contingent on the crises of late-stage capitalism. You're welcome. I mean, no part of this is spreading holiday joy. I know I say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but, like, don't show this to your kids. This is not that kind of Christmas movie. I don't think any part of this was supposed to have been about how Santa Claus, like, makes money. I think this was supposed to have been mostly a movie about a hitman who gets hired to kill Santa. As and it then catches right. up to him at the very end of it. And then Mel Gibson got cast as the Santa. So we had to bloat out that at the beginning and the end. Oh, yeah. That kind of sounds like what may have happened. Yeah, because just the storyline in the middle when we're following Walton Goggins on his hunt, the pacing on that is fucking beautiful. It yeah, is so absolutely. goddamn good. Right. It made me confused as to who the movie was about because right. I was not enjoying yeah. any scenes with Mel Gibson, None. but just like, let's go back to Walter Goggins yeah, 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 yeah. in him getting ready for the day. I think that's what this was originally supposed to be. This was supposed to be like some Sam Raimi level independent, like early Raimi independent thing about a hitman hunting Santa Claus. And then Mel Gibson got attached to it because this is the level of production he's able to get a name on these days. <laughs> Dude. And, and he was able Randy. to throw his weight around enough that he got all that stuff at the beginning and end in there. No, Dave, that makes a lot more sense because if you watch the trailer, it sells you on a very different movie. Yes. 100%. Right? Like, the, the movie that I watched on the trailer that I expected to see is what you sounded like because it shows you like the trailer is basically just the end of the movie and it shows <laughs> all of the cool parts of Santa boxing and being tough and shooting guns and Walter Goggins or Walton Goggins blowing up uh, the the factory and the shootout like all yeah. of the, the fun parts. Here's a so, pro tip. Yeah. If Walton Goggins is in white in that trailer, that is the last scene of the film. The last scene in the film, he's wearing all white. They show you the whole it's, last scene of the yeah. film as yeah. the trailer. It's all of this other stuff. The weird, uh, like, manufacturing facility. It's, at best, a setup and excuse for the military to be on site and have someone else to shoot at Walton Goggins in this big climactic gunfight. But also not Goggins, too many of them. That's right, why yeah. he's not going to a military base. Yeah, and Goggins yeah, yeah. tears through them. Yeah, all of this military we've spent the whole movie setting up, he's done with in like 90 seconds. It's yeah. not the best part of this film, <laughs> and I will not back down from that. He's um, on, well, nope, he's the only good part of this film. Uh, Marianne Jean-Baptiste. She was earning her check by letting Mel Gibson put his mouth on her. <laughs> and God bless her, Hi. she's got a stronger stomach than I. 
for for significant characters, uh, Walton Goggins was definitely the standout for me. I absolutely love him. Um, he's he's a ton of fun. I he's usually just in westerns, so I'm glad to see him play the stoic killer in something else here. Just as like silly side characters, the ambassadors from the U.S. government that were sent up there. I think they, those people. A hundred percent understood what they were in. Yeah, they did. That's fair. That's fair. We want your holiday spirit. It generates holiday spending. That line was delivered with so much sincerity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know what? Adored that guy's it. work Loved retail. <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> I really expected Fat Man to just be much more about an assassin chasing chasing Santa. And the kid could yeah. have been the beginning five minutes and never seen again. Oh, man. Um, Until the end. They have such a good hook for it. So in this universe, toys that Santa gives children have a very distinctive metal plaque on them that has made in Santa's workshop. And the hitman that ultimately gets hired, Walton Goggins, has an eccentricity where he's collecting all of these toys over the years uh, from people, just buying up their childhood dreams and examining them. And that would have been yeah. so much more yeah. fun as a first right. act. Sure. Is him uh, collecting these toys. There's one scene in particular that stood out for me. When he's trying to uh, locate Santa, he just got hired. Oh, and the he, kid. When he calls up uh, just a random phone operator and he says, I don't know what to go. I don't know where to go. Well, what's the furthest north you can get me? Finland, I guess. What do you want? Just Chris Kringle's? why did you hang up on me? And he screams it into the phone. If that had been our first act of him just trying to find a hitman who believes that Santa Claus is real and is trying to hunt him down. Right. Yes. Would have been so much better. And then in the second act, we could have got the, the actual reveal of Santa Claus and him like shooting shit up. Right. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, He's I don't... in bars threatening guys trying to have extramarital affairs. Hey, Santa, <laughs> yeah. you don't give presents to adults, so why don't you stay in your fucking lane and work about the kids? Santa does cock block. That's some fucked up shit, man. You know what the most fucked up part about that scene is? It's what? not him randomly choosing to cock block someone on the holidays. Uh, it's... Him dropping a goddamn antacid in a shot of whiskey, which he then yeah. takes long before it's fully yeah. dissolved. Oh, my God. In the the race to go find Santa Claus, Walton Goggins has this incident at a reptile store that I love because it's actually really well done character building. He comes in and he's looking for a hamster and, and stuff for his hamster. And this really pushy saleswoman is trying to push him into a reptile. She's She says... You look like a reptile person. I know reptile people. And, you know, people don't recognize their what they really want. And she's trying to push him into it like a snake. And then he finally goes, you know, you remind me of my mother. And she goes, oh, yeah, she didn't listen. It wouldn't shut the fuck up either. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it because it was actually some character development, but also brutal. It was a great. It was, yeah, it was one of these, like, no real person ever has these conversations, but it's exactly what you want this eccentric hitman to do. (laughs) Right, right, right. Two, it's also just great to show him, like, obsessively buying all these, like, weird (laughs) hyper-specific little hamster toys 
for this hamster that we can barely even follow throughout it. Just, you know, it's kind of cute that he's bringing it and he's buying all that Honestly, for it. Honestly, he was the most sympathetic character of all the of hamster? them. He had, no, Walter Walton Goggins. He had the most depth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, he's this cold-blooded hitman, but, like, also he really loves his hamster, and deep down he's a hurt little boy at heart. And he's the only one that has any kind of fucking depth. Everyone else is so one-dimensional. Or they have to let Mel Gibson touch them. <laughs> you're not You're not wrong. No, it was the whole movie. <laughs> that baby Ben Shapiro... Oh, fuck that Mel kid. Mel Gibson. Listen, I'm supposed to hate that kid, but I don't really hate that kid as much as I hate the people who wrote that kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> where I was like, no, it, it was like one of those where I'm like, I can't even be mad. Like, I hope this kid realizes now the weight of playing that role because there will be people in real life, who hate him because of that role yeah. and cannot separate that he is not that person. Like, you know some weird guy with a fucking bandana on at <laughs> one point is going to come up to him and just be like, you little fucking shit. <laughs> just like, no, I'm sure he's probably a nice kid. I mean, this isn't Game of Thrones. It doesn't. It made 1.7 at the box office. No one's going <laughs> to remember that he played this Oh, uh, no, the deranged ones will, Dave, and those are the ones that are going to actively seek out this movie. He's 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 doing a worse version of the kid from Knives Out. Uh, you know, remember the little Nazi kid that was jacking off in the bathroom in that? <laughs> Fair. I don't know. I don't. I so they they try and combine the um the mob boss trope with the rich uh like lawyery type that has a bunch of money and a bunch yeah. of servants. Except he's a child, and it just like there's no threatening. What makes a mob boss threatening is that they have a bunch of power behind them and people that can do stuff. He just has access to his grandma's pocketbook, and is a fucking little twerp. I so, think like, that is he's scary to people that are opposed to hitting kids, which I am not. <laughs> so like that wouldn't bother okay, me. Okay, maybe that's why I'm not scared. Got it's it. it's another example of the movie over explained something it didn't really need to that it could have just left up to you know suspension of disbelief so like okay um the the initial introduction of him as a little tiny mob boss is uh we see him lose a science fair and he gets get runner, runner up. up at it um and then uh he that the first time we meet the skinny man is him hiring the skinny man to abduct the winner of the science fair, bring her to the house where he threatens her. And then the skinny man takes her home, threatens her more, blah, 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 blah. How much better would that have worked if we hadn't seen the science fair and we hadn't seen the skinny man take the girl home. And we had just seen him like, I don't know, talk to his grandma. And then he walks into the basement and the girl's there. And we learn okay. through context that she is the girl who beat him in a science fair. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That would have actually been much better. And we learn that the skinny man is this hitman. Is it's the exact same plot though? It's right, just that right. they didn't waste our time before and after with it because it's a movie about a child hiring a hitman to kill Santa. Right. You don't I really think what need you're to referring to is called editing, which they definitely lacked <laughs> a strong presence of. I mean, it, it's only an hour forty with what's left. They did not have much <laughs> left to cut. Oh, oh, I, they, oh, I they did. I think we could have cut another 20 minutes. We could have got that bitch we down. We could have cut like, another 40 minutes. Like a real, 
Nice. Yeah, man. Maybe we get a nice hundred minutes out of it. Yeah, no, there's easily another. I I personally cut almost everything but Walton Goggins. We don't see Mel Gibson till the climax. And we can turn this into a web short, man. It'll be good. So for once, I'm going to say something that might go against things that I've said a whole lot in a whole lot of other podcasts. I was actually interested in the origin story. When he was like, hey, I'm, you're not the first to come after me. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. That oh, yeah, isn't yeah, how, yeah, yeah, And he yeah, says yeah. that isn't how I got this gig, implying that he did something to get it. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hold up. You think what, I got this you job because I'm fat and jolly. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, yeah. And I was like, hold up. The implied lore of this movie's universe, I fucking love. And unfortunately, right. you're going to get most of it from the trailer. <laughs> right. Yeah, did he, like, right. throw a bunch of babies in a river or something like that? Uh, totally down for a sequel with Krampus, though. Let's see where that comes into it. <laughs> All right. Like Mel, we have checked our list twice now. We've gone over who's naughty and who's nice. And, Jay, you need to decide. From 2020, starring Mel Gibson, Fat Man, would you watch it again? You know, it's kind of weird. I came into this movie, I, I was really excited by the trailer. I had the idea of what you described, Dave, of the skinny man hunting the fat man and me getting some shootouts, and it really kind of disappointed in a whole lot of ways. Weirdly, though, I feel a little bit better about the movie after talking about it. I think you brought up some points where I, w I was a little blind to, and... I'm I'm a little bit warmer on the fat man than what I was coming into this episode. So I appreciate you, Casey and Dave, for for bringing me home on that. But no, I'm not going to watch this piece okay. of shit again. Yeah, I, was... I fucking did not like it. Wouldn't watch it again. Thought it sucked. Thanks, Casey. What about you? 2020's Fat Man starring your favorite actor, Mel Gibson, yelling at you. Would you watch him yell at you again? It was the worst part of extended family holidays which is again weird ramblings of times past uh no no i would not <laughs> walton gag <laughs> gaggins <laughs> walton goggins don't google that god bless you you actor. were the light in this life uh you were the life of this film it looks like you like to paintball i got that vibe from all your little shooting scenes but um no, this was boring as fuck. I thought it was going to be a Santa shooting spree movie where he'd be like shooting henchmen and be like, oh, you know, Timothy Markson's get out of here. You're a good boy. Like, you know, he's just like a guy that got a job and like him and Santa don't shoot each other. Like if <laughs> I thought it's going to be something like that and it wasn't. And I'm sorry. I'm so good at making movies in my mind. So maybe you should call me Hollywood. Dave, how about you? You trash ass motherfucker, 2020's Fat Man, would you watch it again? I'm going to argue that in a lot of ways, Fat Man is likely to be more in line with the holiday spirit than any other Christmas movie we're going to watch this month. Because most of the other Christmas movies that get made start from we need to make a Christmas movie to make money. And this legitimately started from somebody wanting to make a movie about a hitman and fuck whether or not it made money. And at least I hope that was your motivation because it did not, bro. They lost everything. 
It's the giving that makes them rich, Dave. The question is, would you watch it again? And yeah, at some point I'm going to hit play on it, but I'm not going to be in the room for Mel Gibson's weird boomer rants during act one. That's when I'm going to be like making dinner or whatever. So does it count if I'm just coming back for the back half when I watch Walton Goggins? The fact that you're pushing play on this. Oh, Dave. Wow. (laughs) Dave. I mean, David. this is, this is not even the worst Mel Gibson movie I'm going to watch again. So, David, Mel Gibson cinema, how dare you? God, I should have never changed Ew. that name. That's <laughs> 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 why you don't go to the DMV drunk. All right. Well, that is our start to the WorkSafe holiday month, and it is not so WorkSafe. One out of three of us is going to watch Fat Man again. Two out of three of us have opinions about that. All right. Well, Jay, next week it's your turn. So what are you going to be bringing for us to bring in the holiday spirit? Next week, we're going to get something a little bit miraculous with a karate Christmas miracle from 2019. Is that the whole movie name? A Karate karate Christmas Miracle. Miracle. Yeah. Oh, good. I thought it was just a karate Christmas, and they added on the miracle, so we know something crazy is going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I, I have read about this film. I have not watched it, and I'm very, very excited. Well, if you're feeling extra festive, you can visit our Patreon slash Shitty Cinema to give us a little work safe, I don't know, holiday gift? Follow us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, or shittycinema.com. Check the show notes for those links, and in the meantime, let's turn out the lights, put on our snowsuits, and don't look at that explosion. Well, take a quick peek really quick. Huh?